Yemen is one of the world's worst humanitarian crises and is the epicenter of a regionalized civil war. United Nations reports show extensive evidence that civilians have been deliberately targeted in the brutal conflict. Since the beginning of the conflict in 2014, approximately 112,000 people have died due to hostilities. 12,000 of these people were civilians. In 2019, the UN Human Rights Council adopted a resolution calling the situation in Yemen a crisis of devastating proportions. In 2019, 18 million people in Yemen did not have access to drinking water. In 2021, 16 million people in Yemen do not have access to enough food. As a result of the conflict, Yemen has become a tortured land with its people ravaged in ways that should shock the conscience of humanity. Since the outbreak of the war in Yemen, South Africa has exported arms to Saudi Arabia and the UAE. The engagement of both these countries has escalated the conflict in Yemen and led to the world's worst humanitarian crisis. On the 3rd of June, 2021, the Southern Africa Litigation Center, or SALC, and Open Secrets launched an urgent two-part application in the North Gauteng High Court, seeking the names of all permit holders that are authorized to export arms to Saudi Arabia and the UAE. Secondly, a judicial review of the decisions by the National Conventional Arms Control Committee, or the NCACC. To tell us more about South Africa's exports to Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, here is Michael Marchant, Head of Investigations at Open Secrets. Michael was also the lead researcher on Open Secrets' latest investigation, Profiting from Misery, South Africa's complicity in war crimes in Yemen. Taken together, Saudi Arabia and the UAE constitute South Africa's most important market for the export of weapons. And while this was not always the case, it has become particularly so since the conflict in Yemen started at, in late 2014. In 2013, just over 3% of the value of South African weapons went to Saudi Arabia and the UAE. But just a few years later in 2016, that was up to 49%. And over the last five years, while the war has raged there, over a third of the value of all weapons exported from South Africa have gone to these two states. And it is those decisions to permit exports to those states that are the subject of this litigation. And while we don't in this application need to prove that any of those weapons have been found in Yemen, it is important to note that investigators from the United Nations, as well as various civil society groups around the world and news agencies have identified various South African weapons in the conflict in Yemen, presumably provided by either or both of the UAE and Saudi Arabia. This includes armored vehicles, drones, mortars and mortar ammunition, and a series of other weapons that constitute the weapons that leave this country and go to those two states. It is important to note that the South African state and South African state officials have themselves expressed grave concern about the situation in Yemen and have sat in the United Nations Security Council meetings 
where they have heard and taken part in discussions that include the accusations that Saudi Arabia and the UAE might be guilty of war crimes in Yemen and other violations of international law. And as such, we believe that the NCACC either knew or ought to have known about these facts and these allegations, and these alone are reason enough for them to decline to issue export permits. This is one of the key things that we put before the court in this application. So what is the relief that Open Secrets and Salk are asking of the court? What are the main grounds of the legal case? What are the criteria in the NCACC Act that we allege that the NCACC, or the regulator, has not complied with? To delve more into the legal aspects of our case, here is Attila Kistler. Attila is a legal consultant at Salk. The application seeks to review and set aside decisions by the NCACC. In order to file such an application, all parties that might have an interest in the matter must be joined. This means that private actors who have a permit allowing the export of arms to Saudi Arabia or the UAE have to have their voices heard in court. Part A is therefore an urgent application that seeks the names of permit holders that are authorized to export arms to the two countries in question. Having said that, even though private parties might have an interest in this matter, this litigation is not a litigation between private parties or directed against private parties. This litigation is directed against the responsible state entity, namely the NCACC, and questions its decision-making process. Part B of the application is therefore asking the court to review and set aside the NCACC's decisions to permit arms exports to Saudi Arabia and the UAE, both countries that have actively engaged in the armed conflict in Yemen and are accused of committing war crimes in Yemen. The grounds for review in this case derive from domestic legislation as well as international law. What are the grounds for review in this matter? The basis to review and set aside decisions by the NCACC is the Promotion of Administrative Justice Act. This act sets out when an administrative decision, such as granting export permits, can be reviewed and set aside. For instance, a court can review and set aside a decision if that decision itself is unlawful or unconstitutional. In our context, under the National Conventional Arms Control Act, there are three criteria which are of particular importance for this matter. Under these criteria, the NCACC must avoid arms transfers to governments that systematically violate or suppress human rights violations, that the NCACC must avoid arms transfers that are likely to contribute to the escalation of regional military conflicts, and that the NCACC must adhere to international law and international obligations of South Africa. Given the situation in Yemen and the documented engagement by Saudi Arabia and the UAE, the application argues that the NCACC did not adhere to the law when it granted permits to export arms to such countries. Another ground for review in this matter is that relevant information was not taken into account when that decision was made. In case of the export permits, the application submits that relevant information such as the UN Export Report, which documents how international law has been violated and which specifically calls upon states to stop arms transfers to parties of the conflict, was not considered. A court can further review and set aside decisions if these are irrational.
Assuming that the NCACC did take public information such as the UN expert report and documentations of violations of international human rights law as well as international humanitarian law into account, the application submits that such a decision is not rational. It is alarming that the litigation was even necessary in this matter. It is sad that civil society organizations have to go to court and seek that a state entity adheres to laws that the state itself has set up, just to ensure that when the state is making a decision to transfer arms, that it should also take human rights concerns into account. Despite the call by the UN expert group to stop the trade of arms to states like Saudi Arabia and the UAE, South Africa has continued to transfer arms to these countries. At the same time, during its tenure in the UN Security Council, South Africa has given 12 statements on the situation in Yemen. In nine of these statements, it expressed concern about the humanitarian situation in Yemen. In seven of these statements, South Africa called upon all parties to the conflict in Yemen to adhere to the rules of international law. That apparently did not prevent South Africa from exporting arms to countries which are parties to the conflict in Yemen. The sad part is that South Africa, with its history of international crimes under apartheid, should know better. As a matter of fact, The state had replaced the legal framework with the National Convention on Arms Control Act to prevent such arms transfers from happening. The plan was to become a reliable member of the international community and to ensure responsible arms trades. Today, there's not much left of that plan. Yemen today is like South Africa once was in the world. A far off, politically complicated land in which human rights violations have become commonplace. South Africa has the responsibility to prevent what the powerful once did to its own people from being revisited on civilians in Yemen. If we fail to do so, we fail our fundamental value of our own struggle for freedom and constitutional democracy. To learn more about Open Secrets and Salk's case, you can visit opensecrets.org.za or southernafricalitigationcenter.org. Open Secrets is a non-profit organization. To keep our work independent, We do not accept funding from corporations or governments. We would really appreciate it if you would consider donating to Open Secrets. This allows us to continue to challenge war profiteering, illicit financial flows, and other forms of corruption. Visit opensecrets.org.za forward slash support to donate to us using Snapscan, Giving Game, PayPal, or EFT. I am Mamela Musiana. And I am Zen Mati. And this is Open Secrets Radio. Open Secrets. Power and Profit. Truth and Justice.